Hey, Kev, it's time to record a new Smodcast. Fuck off. I'm listening to one of the other great shows on the Smodcast podcast network, Scott. There's so many to choose from. You damn skippy, there's so many to choose from. I'm on five every week myself, man. Uh, Hollywood Babylon on Monday, Smodcast with you on Tuesday, Jane, Silent Bob, Get Old on Wednesday with Jay Muse, Fat Man on Batman every Thursday, and then I wrap up the week with Edumacation with Andy McElfrish. There's so many to choose from. Hell yeah, son, and those aren't the only podcasts. Those are just the ones I'm involved with. What about the podcasts of Smodco that don't feature me, man, like Tell Em Steve Dave? Last Week on Earth with Ben Glebe. I Sell Comics with Ming and Mike. There's so many to choose from. Hey man, there's also Film School Fridays or NetHeads or Get Up On This, Team Jack. There's so many to choose from. The Breaks, man. Waking from the American Dream, Bagged and Boarded, Phoebe, Soundbite Nation. These are all the shows you could be listening to over at Smodcast.com, Scott. There's so many to choose from. And if audio's not enough for you, man, if you're just like, no, I want the thick dick of video as well, man, we can go to our YouTube channel, which is C-Smod, or you can watch Comic Book Men, our show on AMC, following The Walking Dead and The Talking Dead every Sunday night there's so many to choose from that's right scott there are so many to choose from so get choosing kids go to smodcast.com start getting picky man stick these sweet sweet oral sounds into your ear pussies there's so many to choose from you said that already there's so many to choose from And welcome to Bagged and Boarded. I'm Matt Cohen. Um, and because you can't get enough of me, this week I brought another Matt, right? Two Matts. Two Matts for the price of one, which is free apparently, because mm-hmm. that's how much I'm worth. Zero. No, no, no. That's just how much your podcast is worth. Okay. Zero. Uh, making his triumphant, triumphant, because we make up words here all the time. We're innovators. I'm kind of triumphant tired. and triumphant. Triumphant, which is three. Like a triumvirate. Oh, I like see. Like a trio. Right, sure. Ooh. Uh, ladies... we, do... we still haven't done one with Max. No. Max is a tough guy to track down. We'll get back into That's it. True. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show Mr. Matt Bennett. Hi, guys. You know him. You love him. He was on a, sh- a program called uh, Victorious. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in a film called Virginity Hit. Yes. He was in a film called Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. Just for a second. Yeah, but it was a pretty memorable second, my friend. I guess so. You got a good line. Bringing it up, you look nothing like uh, you did in that movie. I I wasn't wearing glasses. Is that really it? Long hair. I guess so. You were also way younger, right? I think we shot in 2010. So So I guess it wasn't that long ago. 2010 or 2011. Um. You have a a show, a monthly show at uh, Nerd Melt Theater in Mm -hmm. Los Angeles. The show is your show. Uh, where it's a fun stand-up variety. Variety hour. We Grab do, bag. We, well, it's not just stand up. Sketch. sketch, musical stuff. Let's go. This more musical stuff is coming. Last up. time on the show, you had uh, Pete Holmes. Yeah, you had Brett, Brett Gelman. Was on it. Howard in, Kramer. In the past, we've had uh, Maria Bamford. We've had Nick Kroll. 
Paul Shear has done some stuff. Did you stuff. hear, this is just a little Hollywood rumor section. Did you hear Nick Kroll is dating Amy Poehler? Oh, yeah. That's been going on for a while. That is weird. Since, since that she is broke up weird with Will Arnett. She pretty, it was, I think it was like a six-month period. That's, a strange, that's a strange pairing in yeah, my mind. Yeah, very strange. Makes me look at Amy Poehler differently. I was reading an interview that Nick Kroll was doing. You know, they're gearing up for season two of The Kroll Show. And, uh, or it just premiered, actually. It did? Yeah, the other night. Yeah. Uh, well, they were talking about his like early stuff. And the first gig he ever did was uh, on the Upright Citizens Brigade sketch show. Yeah, I read the article. Yeah, he was in the audience yeah. during uh, Saigon he, Suicide Squad. He kind of looks like me. He has these really big. He used to have really big lips, I guess. What's really funny is if you watch Early Mr. Show or um, Early Mr. Show is such a great grab bag. Early Judd Mr. Apatow, Show, you can see, dude. I was just gonna audience, bring, yeah. yesterday. I was watching a Mr. Show sketch and I was like, "Holy shit, that's Judd Apatow!" Yeah. Uh, Margaret Cho is in the audience. Yeah, like everyone. And same with uh, UCB. There's like a real smattering. And weirdly enough, do you know John Schnepp? I think you've met him a bunch of times. Yeah, I know the name. Uh, John was on my show to talk about like Metalocalypse and other animation stuff he's done, and it turns out he directed like all of the early UCB stuff, mm-hmm. including like the opening. So he, it would, so it's all came kind of circular for me. Yeah, I've only seen the first season. I only have the first season on DVD. There are three. There are three. There are three. I got to get back on that. It's pretty solid, man. I mean, you've only had like you've only had twenty years to ca- check it out. That, and I, I listened in preparation for this. I listened to the first podcast. No, I didn't did, mean how old you are. About... I meant like how old that show is. Basically, twenty years. No, it, is? it came out in nineteen ninety eight. No. I thought you meant I've had twenty years to to get into or like nineteen ninety nine. I believe. Yeah, no, I I don't remember when it was first on television, but it'll it was on ninety nine. It was it aired on Comedy Central at uh like I believe it was eleven thirty on Sunday nights, and. I Ooh, randomly caught the first episode. I was in 10th grade, I think. And uh, I came to school the next day, and Ass Pennies was the first sketch. And, like, oh, my so mind was fucking blown. Yeah, that's a good one. And I, I remember going around the cafeteria being like, who saw this show? Who saw this show? And only one dude did. I'll never forget. <laughs> this guy named Brett Allen. And that was like... He was the guy who never spoke. No, he spoke a lot. Oh. But that was the only person I ever talked to UCB about UCB with in high school because yeah. no one else had fucking heard of it. Mm-hmm. And now Amy Poehler just won a Golden Globe... Yeah, what, for Parks and Rec, right? Yeah, Parks and Rec. On the what same else? night, Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg won for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Have you watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No, and it won it's Best Comedy of it's the Year. It's not bad. Uh, it's interesting just because it's so new. I, I don't think it, it's even done with its first season yet. Uh, but I've enjoyed it. I was surprised. It's got a good cast. You know, I've I've always gotten comparisons just in my looks to, to Andy Samberg. So I feel obligated to always check out what he's doing. And I was there with when the exception the... of What's My Boy, I've I w- not seen or That's My Boy. I wish I it was called What's My Boy. <laughs> What's My Boy? Uh, I was there when the streams crossed, man, and you met Andy. Samberg. I know we were at a party, and uh, he was there, and I went up on a and. I kind of like tapped him on the shoulder and he turned around. And he, like, I, I think he expected me to be just like a fan. Can I get a picture with you or something? And I was just like, for my whole life, or, you know, at least, at least my professional life, everyone's been comparing me to you. He's like, oh my God, it's you. Like, you know, I've seen, they, they passed your photo around, you know, backstage at SNL being like, hey, this kid on this show looks just like Andy Samberg. So I was like, wow, that's so cool. And, and then, then you guys kissed and light emanated from your fingertips. No, we started talking about, he said, where are you from? I said, Long Island. And, and he said, Strong Island. And then he said, it looks like a saggy penis. And then I was like, I guess so. Did he really say that? Yeah, he did. That's kind of weird. And then Yorma Tacone came and thought I was somebody else. And he like put his arm around me and kind of. That I remember. And kind of did like a weird move. I can't remember. It, it was like halfway between a fondle and like a hug. And he was like, oh, I thought you were somebody else. And then that was my entirety of my conversation. That was the Lonely Island interaction. Yeah. Well, there was we were missing uh, Kiva. Akiva? Akiva, Akiva? No, Akiva Goldsmith? No, Whatever. that's a screenwriter. Golds- no, it's not Akiva. It's... Yeah, that's, it's Yorma, Andy, jo- and Akiva. Jo- yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. 
Yeah. Yorma. I know. I told you. I I have to brush up on my Andy Samberg stuff. You're a big all the time. fan. Well, that's what's kind of fun about being fan. friends with you two, dude. Is um though we share a lot in common, which is kind of what will be the bulk of this episode. I always and, have the party hookup. Uh, if you, <laughs> if you want to meet X. Saturday Night Live cast Oh my members. god, he's right actually. Or current ones. Or current ones. You're wi- I was just at um our, our mutual friend Zach Perlman just shot uh, an episode uh well I guess it was the pilot episode of the new John Mulaney show called Mulaney. John Mulaney is a if you don't know him, he is a stand up. He was originally a no, he was always a stand up. I think he was a UCB guy too, because I remember him from New York from I back in the so. day. Um or at least he hung, or at least he did like crash test at UCB a once lot. Once again, he was a Nick Kroll guy. Um, <laughs> Nicole mentions him in his article. Famously, Mulaney is most known now. Probably he had a couple like Comedy Central specials, I think. Mm. But he is the New guy town, who wrote the uh, Stefan sketches. Mm. Yeah, he did for that with SNL. Yeah, uh, super funny guy. His stand-up is amazing. When I was first getting into comedy, uh, you know, I mean, like that all, whole alternative scene and actually going to the shows, he was one of the main guys that I was like, wow, I can't believe this guy's doing this. And uh, so he has this new show. They just shot a pilot for it. And uh, speak about X Saturday Night Live cast members. Bill Hader. Boom. Saw him. Didn't talk, I mean, I didn't talk to you. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball 2's Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Um, also that T-Mobile commercial's Bill Hader. You're right. Uh, Fred Armisen. Um, cop Outs. Fred Armisen. Was he in Cop Out? Yeah. And honestly, the day he was only, he only was on set for one day was, I've never seen a crew laugh more in their life. Like he was oh, a really so cool guy and a nice guy because I yeah. talked to him for a while and also like the funniest fucking improviser in the world. I believe it was, was he doing character work. He was doing, he was like a, he was like an Armenian, like sleazy yeah. criminal, like His doing character so work. Spot on. It was him and Tracy fan. Morgan riffing off each other. It was really funny. And they knew each other from SNL. Yeah, so, and then um, who else was there? Oh, Nassim Pedrad is on the show. Boom. And then I got to look at the back of Lorne Michaels' head for a while. How was that? Uh, were you intimidated cool. by the back of his head? No, because he's, he's gotten kind of old. His suits are – he, he looked great, but his suit was a little bit like, you know when old people wear suits? Yeah. It was kind of like that. Um, someone tweeted the other day after the Golden Globes <laughs> – they were like, uh, after the show, Martin Scorsese gets in his balloon house and floats to wherever his next movie is. He does. Is. He looks like the guy from Yeah. Home. Well, it's also, everyone's just getting old, man. I've been, uh, that's going on around a lot lately, it that seems happens, like. That just happens, doesn't it? Um, yeah. But it, it seems like it, the people who were, con- not contemporaries, because that's not the right word, the people who were famous when I was a kid are right. now in like... Are old. Brad Pitt's yeah, like almost 50. What Leonardo DiCaprio's almost 50. You know, was it Tom Hanks who can't... He's you know, like go crazy. Yeah, he years can't old. go crazy for roles anymore because he made himself a diabetic. Yeah, so he, you read that and you're like, oh, sorry, you know, like you're you're old. He's old. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Can't do that stuff anymore. Um, it's it's crazy when you think about that. But also in the but others, now there's a whole new wave of people that are gonna do totally. That. But it's it's also but I'm not excited for it because I'm not a kid. And that's what wonder. I mean, dude. It's, I'm not. I mean, I'm only 29, but it, I just feel like every, especially these award shows. If you look at who wins awards now, it's like, who the fuck are these people? Like, mm-hmm. yes, Jennifer Lawrence is a fantastic actress. If you traveled that a time machine and traveled back f- five, five years, years in the past, yeah. none of these actors would be on. You wouldn't know who that they are. Kind of, that was they're all new. Like you, it seems like in the last ten years, Hollywood was just like, "Fuck it, we need new people." Yeah, I, I think that just always happens, though. Yeah, I, I mean, guess this is the first time we're cognizant of the changeover. Kind of. I mean, you know, Humphrey Bogart. You can make the argument. Where's he now? Dead. Yeah, but he was like the biggest guy on yeah, screen. Yeah, what, what, what shitty, what a shitty team he's got. And now, now who's he was our in great Humphrey movies, Bogart. and now he's dead. I know. <laughs> um, 
I've had this discussion on Twitter before, actually. About dead people? No. You know that all the time. Uh, I have a separate account to just to talk about that. Um, no, who is the modern-day equivalent of Humphrey Bogart? Because I got way into Humphrey Bogart a couple of years ago. And, like, Casablanca. And we really kind of don't have it. I mean, I came up with what I think is an interesting one. Some people thought it was a good call. His body of work certainly doesn't justify the comparison. Mm-hmm. But I think Clive Owen is kind of a similar type of guy. Because Humphrey Bogart, while Clive leading... Owen is not nearly as famous. No, as well, that's Bogart, what I mean. Yeah, I, I kind of get what you mean. Because Humphrey Bogart, while leading man, is not particularly handsome. Sure. He has like a lisp. He's kind of creepy. Kind of creepy, but, but he's but a he real like, macho. Like, well, the things that are popular just aren't popular anymore. He's like, he's a great looking like detective or you know sleazy kind of uh, bar owner, like you know, a bootlegger. Well, it's also just like, our it's just, leading... It's not our, the movies that get made anymore. Our idea of a leading man is different. Like, yeah. Bradley Cooper, 20 years ago, would be, like, the gay best friend in a movie. I mean, that's what... Uh, that's you know what, what I mean? What Hot American Summer, basically. Yeah, you're right, actually. I was watching Stella Shorts yesterday, and Ugh. there's There's one, some of the... Uh, there's no, some Stella that are, Shorts I like. Yeah. Wainy Days get rough. I never watch Wainy Days. There's, like, 50 of them. There's a lot of dildos in them. Yeah. There was one... There was a really funny Stella Shorts with a dildo in it. It was... Uh, <laughs> they love... Dil- David Wayne loves dildos. It was like they were, I think it was called Dick Fish. They were fishing for, they're fishing in a pond, and the policeman says you can't fish here. But you know, all of the all of the fish have dicks, and then they just tied a dildo to a fish fishing. and chased them around the park with it. It was funny. And then and then they're like, oh, this Dick Fish, like they had locks. They had like a bagel or you know a whole lunch spread. Like oh yeah, this Dick Fish locks tastes so delicious. <laughs> Good catching it, David. I think I saw one. Oh, but where... no, sorry. So, uh, so what's his face? The yoga I saw, one. I Bradley saw one Cooper's where in. Elizabeth Banks violently fucks David Lane in the ass. Yeah, with strap on. I think. Oh, uh, she was also in the which kind of disturbed in the yoga me. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of just old men at, at the Golden Globes, I had this thought, and, and like this is maybe a controversial subject, but um, uh, the whole Woody Allen thing. Do you know about? That yeah, I've, I've followed it, and like his 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 uh, estranged stepson or whatever. Uh, well, are you talking about Ronan Farrow? Yeah, what Ronan tweeted, kind of. Yeah, could we just because he's so good at making movies, is there a chance that Woody Allen is just kind of a creepy old pedophile, and we always gave him a pass on it? I always, you know. When we, it comes to the Sun like thing is in is mind blowing. If that it's really weird. if I was an adult when it happened, I don't like I was a kid, so I don't I remember being in the papers and shit, mm-hmm. but I never understood the severity of what actually went down and how he's still a beloved filmmaker. You know, I don't think it takes away from how good his films are. No, and I have the same argument for Roman Polanski. Right. And it's a har- it's kind of a horrible place to go where it's like d- just because the person is not a good person does that change the merit of their art? You know, people like to – granted the Woody Allen one and the Roman Polanski, very, you know, both in the same boat, uh, that's more severe than, say, you know, Quentin Tarantino who has his foot fetish thing. But every you know, it doesn't. You know, but it doesn't turn anyone off. But people mention it like Quentin Tarantino. Oh, he's weird. He has a foot fetish thing. Well, he Almost did go like, on the Tyra Banks show and and wore a blindfold and tasted women's feet. I didn't see that. I saw that shit. Okay, that's weird. That was weird, man. Quentin's kind of weird. But it doesn't take away from their movies, and I don't know. It's just if it bothers you, then I guess you you know it's 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 your. Call I guess it's the concept of. To. Should not we see any Woody Allen films for the rest of your yeah, life? Yeah, should you support that person? Forget if they're if forget if they're a great filmmaker. Should we, as a society, support these people? It's an interesting question. It's it's one that, frankly, you know, I haven't, I don't have a good answer to. You know, I still love all of his films. You do not I can all admit of them, that but... he's you know he's got some 
strange facets to his personality and his life. But I still, you know, I'm going to I'm going to watch his movies. Well, the other thing that happens and, too and that's interesting in that way. and I hate to go to a dark place. I'm sure your fan base is really loving this right now. Oh yeah, they love it. Is uh all the celebrities that have like killed people in drunk driving accidents yeah. and just fucking cruise. Uh who, David Bar- Schwimmer, Laura Bush. Laura Bush, Brandy. <laughs> Brandy. Was it Laura was it Laura or Barbara? Which of the George I think it was George's wife. George, yeah. She killed. Oh, wait, you're right, Barbara. I think the old Bush is Barbara white. Bush I think somebody? so, right? It was one of them. Um, but like David Schwimmer killed someone. I remember That's hearing so about weird. that. Yeah, it's weird. Do you it know ha- what I mean? You know, I hate to say it happens. I, I mean, I guess it doesn't happen. I, it hasn't happened, it hasn't to, me happened yet. to me yet. Luckily, knock on wood, man. Yeah. Oh, is yeah, this that's real wood. wood? Uh, sure, sure. It's a decent table. Just, just for our sake. Yeah, we're gonna kill everyone. <laughs> it's for Micah. Um, did you watch the award show? No, no. Do you, I don't like award do shows. Do you like? I went to an award show with you, kind of. Kids' Choice Awards. Yeah, that's the only one I like because it's it's because they got slime. It's it's a fun. It's a jovial time. It's just f- full of glee and enjoyment. Se- Not the TV show. Hey, but. sexy grandmas. <laughs> Open grandma style. Open grandma. Style. I was thinking about that while you were on your way over. Open, you think about open, open grandma, grandma style. I haven't thought about that in a while. Was it Josh was... Duhamel? Yes, because he's he super popular with the kids. I remember. Was it this year or last year that they slimed Halle Berry? And I'm like, when was Halle Berry relevant? You know, especially with kids stuff. When was the last time she did ne- something? Never. She was never. never relevant with kids stuff. And but they made it like a big deal. Like Halle she's Berry's an A-list celebrity on the show. Is she? She, she, won a, she won an Oscar. She won a Razzie the same year. Uh, was it the same year? I know she it wasn't won. the same year. Oh, Sandra Bullock won a, won a Razzie the same year as she won an Oscar. Um, Halle, I really want to win a Razzie. Do you? Someday. That's something to strive for. My mom, I was talking about the Golden Globes with my mom. She was on the phone. With my, she was with my grandma. And uh, my grandma's like, one day you'll be up there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, don't get your hopes up. And my mom was like, come on. Don't like, don't uh, knock yourself. And I was like, no, I'm being realistic. If I'm going to get any award, I want High Time Stoner of the Year. I think that's achievable. Yeah. That's, Benson, that's, that's very Rogan, in your, in like, your wheelhouse. I think I'm wheelhouse, work- is that yeah, wheelhouse. In your wheelhouse? Yeah, I have a wheelhouse and it's full <laughs> of pot, apparently. Um, I, just, I want that I wanna, golden bong. I want to accumulate so many of those secondary awards because I have I have three Kids Choice Awards, which is a big achievement, and they're really cool because they're kaleidoscopes. Yes, they're awesome. Well, one is broken, so I have two kaleidoscopes and one just sort of. So if you see a broken done. Kids Choice Award up there on eBay, guys, you know Matt Bennett's hit a hard times. You know, oh, very tough times. Yeah, yeah. Those are my prized possessions. I'll probably sell my giant finger. I have a huge. Do you know the giant finger I'm talking about? Yeah, the giant finger sculpture. I'll sell that first. Okay, and then my Kids Choice. And then your, your KCAs. Uh, although speaking of eBay, somebody did. I, I, we did figure it out. We brought that back, and I drank from a syrup glass, and somebody put that up on eBay. That's creepy. And they got uh, like two hundred fifty or three hundred. Do, do you ever have creepy fan interactions? Because you're in an interesting case, especially compared to most of the people we talked to on the show. Because the majority of your fans, and this, tell me if I'm wrong, are kids. No, they're they're pretty much just they're pretty much kids, like teenage, like preteens, like. 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds. You get the odd, you know, parent. Or, or you know, who's like, overweight like, dude at Comic-Con yeah, in his 40s, sometimes. which is, like, real weird. Uh, but since they're kids, most of them aren't creepy. The only thing that they do, and I've said this before on, on different podcasts, um, sometimes they get so excited they're, like, sh- like shaking, like they're vibrating, and it's... It's a little bit off-putting, you know. I wouldn't have my it arm be around great? them, and they're like they're full on. Wouldn't it be making... great if they vibrated so much they just disappeared? 
just going into a different dimension. Yeah, moving so fast. like they work themselves. They move between time. the kinetic energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they just slip through the time stream. That'd be so awesome. Um, can you imagine if there was just a universe of kids who met you at like award shows that have just slipped into a pocket dimension? They uh, they disappear like the oh I can't say I was oh, gonna okay. ruin her. Oh yeah, I'm, no have spoil- you seen her? No spoilers. Yeah, it was my favorite movie of the year. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. I had a rough year. Oh, <laughs> um, you didn't see blue is the warmest color. I didn't, but or before midnight. I did see before midnight. That, that was my number my three ma- movie of the year. It goes. Uh, real uh, no, not real steel. Her, Pacific Rim. No, no, no. That's like number seven. I'm realistic. What? I'm realistic. You were gonna get a tattoo of that? I, I still like it. I mean, it's not like fucking did Alex Mack is my favorite TV show ever made. I have an Alex Mack tattoo. You're so weird. Um, I am kind of weird. No, it goes her. <laughs> right. Alan Partridge, Alpha yes, Papa. Yes, that was a great one. Number two. I'd say that was my number three. I think we both seen that movie, and and it's Sean so also, who's been on the show recently, has seen it. If if I could make one recommendation this year for anything, it would be Alpha Papa. Oh yeah. Definitely. Even if you've never seen the Alan Partridge character before, mm-hmm. because you get it right away. You don't have to know about it. Basically, uh, there's a comedian Steve Coogan, a British guy, who you might know He's, from like um, uh, other guys. Other, other other guys, guys. or uh, Tropic Thunder. He's the director yes, he who gets blown up, and he recently he's in Philomena now. He wrote right? and is starring in Philomena. And he's always been in like uh, he, he's in the trip I know, he and wrote it. Tristan Shandy. Awesome. Yeah, he no, wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he has a character. He's been doing in this him, character since the '90s, like '94. Yeah, uh, it started on the day today. It started on on the hour on the on, on the, the hour, radio then version. The day today, and then, then they gave him his own spinoff, Knowing Me, Knowing You, and, and then, then Alan Partridge show. I'm Alan Partridge, and then whatever the WF. And then it was uh, uh, Mid Morning Matters. Nor- Norfolk. It's Norfolk. called North Norfolk Digital. <laughs> it's hard to say it without the accent. Nor- yeah, you're right. Norfolk. North Norfolk. Yeah, that's strange. Uh, anyway, this character is. It's, it's really funny. Uh, you know, if you like that whole character is awkward and always says the wrong thing. Imagine know, David Brent. but like a thousand times worse. Kind of, yeah. But not as dark, just. Like w- more of an asshole, kind of. I, I guess he's got so. nothing it's, redeeming about him. He's, he's even more uh, just self-serving. Oh, like that—that's pretty much what the whole movie revolves around. Is he makes a decision uh, that ruins another guy's life, and that guy decides to hold up uh, a, radio entire, a radio station, yeah. and then you know thinks of thinks that the Steve Coogan character, uh, uh, Alan Partridge, is his. Friend, so he's the only one that who can, who can talk him down. So the movie and is he's the one, yeah. who fu- got him fired in the first place. So, so go check it out, guys. It's really funny. Um, Speaking of of that, have you watched Please Like Me? No, what's that? It's this Australian show. I just I found out about it yesterday. I downloaded the first episode, watched it, loved it. It was it's a they have six episodes and they're uh, they're doing a second series and it's really funny. It's sort of it's like a, a kid David Brent type, Steve Coogan type. Uh, and it's just him discovering his sexuality with you know while having friends. Oh no, I haven't. But seen it's it. real. But like it's it's really well done. Well, that's cool, I really man. recommend that. What if other you... what other TV have you been watching lately? Anything good? Sherlock. This did last you, season. Did you like this last season? Not really. Me neither. The first episode was okay, and then it slowly slipped away. But I, like I think that no, nothing really beats that first episode of the first season. <laughs> I think nothing was as good as that. I like it was, it's it's watchable. It's I like, like it's the fun one, and watchable. I like but the, the first one episode with um so good. with what's her name? I can't remember the character's name, but her, the woman. Of course, that's. I think those are good episodes when they know go to like talking about. uh the one chick that Sherlock's ever into. The one, like the one, the woman they call her. I forget her name. Oh, it's remember. the naked girl. Oh, from this last season. From first, no, from the first season. 
Like his girlfriend, the one he goes to like oh the, the, the desert are, to save and like not the one who works in the forensics lab. No, 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 not oh. Molly. No, like I have no idea. Like the female coil to like I've Sherlock watched all of these episodes once. Like the crazy, sexy, seductress lady who's like a spy herself and a dominatrix. Eh? The dominatrix. She has like a whip and she wears like a corset. This is not real. Yeah, it is. I don't remember this at all. The entire first season of Sherlock Holmes. Really? And then, like, he goes to save her. She gets kidnapped by, like, Arab terrorists. I don't... And he's wearing, like, a mask. You don't remember? And he takes it off. There's very... Besides music, there's not much (laughs) stuff that I go back and rewatch multiple times. Well, that's my favorite. I've I've seen Waiting for Guffman a ton of times. I've seen After Hours, Final Flesh, which I'm sure... I think we talked about last podcast. I have Uh, a lot of friends like that who... TV Carnage. Who tell me about... TV... Mr. Show, I've watched a bunch of times. I have a lot of friends who are like, oh, dude, you got to check out this show. You'll love it. Mm-hmm. And I go, really? Name any name one character on it. And they go, uh... Most people... I found a lot of people watch TV and just don't remember it. it it's just distraction. I just watched all of Please Like Me and I could not tell you a single character Tell me name. one character's name. The guy's last name is Thomas, I all think. Right. That doesn't count. Uh, well, it, it, the, the writer-creator guy's last name is Thomas, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's just the mood that it puts you in and the feeling over the character names. I think character names are stupid to begin with. <laughs> That's why I found I like to collect names and ideas. Well, I mean ideas obviously, but names I have a I've a collection of names that I have that I think are so to use interesting. For scripts or something. So yeah, just for some things. I've got one of those. Miriam Noisewater. Miriam I don't like the name Miriam. I like Miriam. Except on noise. Miriam Ritchie. I like Noisewater as a last name. Noisewater. It's, it doesn't mean what anything. What does she do? do I don't know? know. She's just a chick. Oh, I see. Some girl. I was at, I, w- I went to, I did, <laughs> I went, I did Nerdy Jobs in Detroit. Nerdy Jobs is a Nerdist a, Network show that you do for YouTube. That I did, yeah. We've done five so far and, and uh, we're going to do an, a last one for this season. Maybe we'll do more. It was really fun though because I got to travel around and we went to Ford Motor Company in Detroit and I went and I looked and they had an emergency contact list and every name on it was gold. And they had like the phone numbers attached, but every name was just, I, I, where's my phone? I think you I still keep have them. it. And I'm like, I'm going to use. I think I've seen this, yeah. I'm going to use every one of these names. It's just the best well, names. Well, going back to UCB, if you watch that original show, their names are all from a yearbook they found randomly. And they yeah. just picked four teacher names. That's a good way to it's do it. It's a good way to pick Here names, just randomly look at stuff. I do that. Or I, or I like to go like. A reference is actually how I name all the characters. Daniel Sa- S-A-U-V-Y. Salvi. Sa- Salvi? S-A-U-V-Y. Salvi. David Fabry. David Taman. Or Tamane. Dean Kazowski. Dean Kazowski. Gavel Joseph. Let me do these Gavel in, Joseph do is these a great in, like, one. like an announcer voice. Um, we've got, yeah, uh, James Nault. I'm looking for the good ones. There's some good ones on there. Jeffrey Brabant. That's good. Uh, Joseph Skrabowski. Skrabowski? Yep. Kenny Dake. I mean, these aren't particularly... I like... When I saw it, I, I like Efren Olivares. I, I, what's funny is that Efren Olivares, you should never call. There's thir- there's 28 names on this list. And Efren Olivares is removed and all of them, from the yeah, other names. It, it says what they can do. They can, you know, CPR, yes. All these people can do CPR. First aid, yes. AED, don't know what that is. Yes, they can all do it. Bloodborne pathogens, they all have awareness of it. And then all the way at the bottom, Efren Oliveira's CPR, no. Yeah. First aid, no. AED, no. But bloodborne pathogen, he's operational at. 
So Evren Oliveris maybe will be the first character so if you my get, script. if you get smallpox, Evren Oliveris might be able to help you. Laura Downey. Otherwise, you're fucked. Manny Apaya, Mark Landon. You Martin take good Vaughn, pictures, man. You took a picture Pat once. Pat Mancini is a good name. That's a good one. You took a picture once of a graffiti that said, all American girls are, oh, are ringding no. juniors. <laughs> American girls are ringding juniors. I love that one. I was in a Bank of America in New York. And somebody had just written all over the walls. Another one. Uh, I think I've mentioned. Them. I think I've mentioned. American women are ringding juniors was my favorite. I think I've mentioned mine on this show, but it was on a set, so it was fake. But uh, on a movie once, there was a wall with graffiti, and in really all the graffiti was like big and colorful and spray painted, and then in tiny sharpie, it said, "I'm crying on the inside," mm-hmm. and that, that's my favorite graffiti of all time. <laughs> I'm crying on the inside. I, I I found the pictures. One so the big one was American wit. American women are ringding juniors, which I love. It's also Another true. one said, Hitler is pregnant. Okay. Which is kind of funny. Fair and enough. And they wrote on a door, question mark, swastika, Nazi headquarters. <laughs> did, so, did you find out? Did I find I didn't try and open it. Okay. American women are ringding juniors. What, so what if it's all related? What? Yeah, what if it's What if sign? Hitler's giving birth in there? He's don't pre- go in. Because he's pregnant. I don't want to be scarred for life. And the midwife is a ringing I'm not, junior. I'm not old enough to process that kind of thing. To see Hitler giving birth. To see Hitler giving birth. That was a funny. You didn't I see that, that video in health class. Um, this. I, I don't want to. I don't want to steal this joke away from Zach. But he did a really funny thing where we were backstage at this show's your show, and Pete Holmes. It was the last time so Pete Holmes was doing it, and Zach uh, picked up his camera and said, "Pete, smile." And he goes, oh, that's a good one. He turns the camera to Pete, and it's just a picture of Hitler. That's <laughs> 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 so funny. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, it came out really oh, good. Oh, no. That's, a, that's one of those jokes that you immediately, it's it's less funny it. that you than you want to steal it. I, I love it. I, I want to I do, do that to everyone. But now, So now you guys can do it at home. Or you can do variations on it. It might not be Hitler. Who's your favorite evil dictator? Is it Pol Pot? Is it... <laughs> Is it uh, Benito Mussolini? Mussolini. Maybe maybe you're a fan of Ayatollah Khomeini. Switch Shut it up, off. you fascist. That's Final Flesh. See, I can quote Final Flesh. Shut up, you fascist. Shut up, you fascist. Final Flesh. He's dead. Uh, you killed him, you fascist. I tried. You recommended Super Jail to me. Super Jail's okay. I tried it. I like it. Da- well, More David, like Wayne David Wayne stuff. Wayne. Yeah. Well, I love Wet Hot. Wet Hot. I'm, I'm pretty hip. Uh, I don't have time to say American Summer. <laughs> uh, I love Stella. Stella's I really good. love Stella. Yeah, Stella's great. Um, and I love the state. I just I haven't particularly liked the Wayne centric stuff. I think he's the weaker think, of the. Uh, did you like the Baxter? Uh, I thought it was okay. I like the idea of the Baxter more than I like the movie. The it was Baxter. cute. It wasn't particularly great. I didn't like Wanderlust. I'm excited to see they came together. What's that? It's his new movie. They just released the poster and the trailer for it. The ten was no good. It's about it. It stars. Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd, and Paul Rudd works for a big, like, sweets company. And Amy Poehler works for an independent one in New York, and he's trying to buy her company out, and they fall in love. But all of their dialogue is just, she's like, oh, my God, you like fiction books? And he's like, yeah, I like fiction books. Oh, I can't believe it. I've never met anybody who likes fiction before. It's all, it's supposed to be... Uh, you've got mail, but just with gen- like the most. Oh, generic that's dialogue. awesome! The two best friends. It's like a satire. Just like, we're gonna get out of here. Yeah, this is getting pretty awkward. And it's a satire. With- yeah, hundred percent. And the poster says, "He came, she came, they came together." I just accidentally ripped my pajama pants. <laughs> was that what that sound was? Yeah. Oh, those are cool ones too. I know. I'm gonna have to sew them up or something. Fuck. Um, it happens, man. Oh, come on. See, my dog heard the noise and he got upset. It's okay. I didn't do it. Um. I didn't do That's it. That's a bummer. 
Uh, what else have you been into, man? You're a big reader. Yeah, I like books. A reader of fiction. I like fiction. Really? Do you like fiction? Yeah. It's, you know what? My dad doesn't know the difference between the two and makes such a concentrated effort to remember it. I still have to, in ever... my head, go fiction, fake, nonfiction, not fake. Is that it? Yeah. That's All what right. It is. Fair enough. What other, do you remember any of those other, like, school, um, what were those called? Tricks? No, there was a word for them. Learning. No, where you, it's like, uh, King Henry Eight. I don't remember any of them, obviously. The, the ways to remember, there's ways to remember oh, the pneumonics. musical scale. Yeah, pneumonics, yeah, every go, good boy buddy. does fine. There you and go. Face. What were the planets? Uh, My mother, something about pizza? Because Pluto's the last one. I never really learned. My mother is Mercury, Mars. It would be Mercury, Mars, Earth, Venus. My I remember, mother. I remember, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, PEMDAS. What's PEMDAS? Uh, I think it's for. Is that a math thing? It might. It's either math or like it starts with parentheses. It could be something like that. Oh, you're right. It's I think like, it's an English thing. Yeah, I think it's English. Man, school is the best. School is stuff. School, school stuff. is stuff you learn. Um, what have you been reading lately, fiction-wise? I or finished fiction. Well, this last year. Uh, if it, I'm gonna I'm gonna start it this way. If you guys listen to the last podcast uh, that show, Matt did with me, yeah, that which I did with Matt Cohen was called. Victor Victorious. Yes. I, ju- I just looked at it. Victor Victorious. Google it. Bagged and boarded. Google is a website. The show had just ended. So this is basically, I was 20 years old. The show had just ended. So this is pretty much a year. I just turned 22 in November. This is a whole year. Like a year and a half later. After that, that happened. Yeah. Um, I've had some good time to think. And I've had some we've, good time. We've both gone to Japan. We've both gone to Japan. I Independently, because you're an slowly, asshole. slowly... I'm sorry. I, had okay. to, I just had to go. In retrospect, I appreciate that you did it that way because we would not have had the same trips had we had gone together. It's true. My Japan is not. I would not have Japan, wanted to go friend. to. I would not have wanted to go to a uh, a natural hot spring with you. No, that would have been just, a little weird. It would have been, and you wouldn't have been allowed. You, you have tattoos. I was allowed because there was no one else there. It was and in your room. I, I went to one called Spa World where I, it was just me naked with a whole bunch of Japanese businessmen. There was one in my room, but then there was a really, really nice one outside of the room. And I don't even remember if I told this story on, bag, on the other on the Japan-centric bag and boarded. Konnichiwa. I thought about it the other day, yeah. Um, two things. One thing I realized was when they gave me the tour of the hotel in only Japanese, mm-hmm. they very clearly said, like, Otako and Ona. Like boy and girl, mm. and they pointed one man had a bl- man, one had a blue man banner and one had a red banner, and the men's spa was blue and the women's was red. So cool. at like two a.m., I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to the spa," and there was no one in the hotel. So I went to the spa. It was amazing. I did my thing. I came back. The next day morning before I left, I was like, "I'm gonna hit up the spa one more time," and I walked in to the blue banner. And not only was there naked Japanese men in the hot tub who I was like, I gave it a good minute and a half of playing with the locker before I just left. You're right. Because I was like, I can't do this. this the is... lockers are hard as well. It wasn't even the lockers that was hard. I was stalling because I, I was like, hard. A, I don't want to get naked. Right. B, I don't want how am I going to cover up my tattoos? So, and I also realized, see, this is not the same hot tub I was in last night. <gasps> you went to the woman's one. I was one. hanging in the woman's one. It's so much nicer, as yeah. are all women's things. Women's bathrooms, or they have mm-hmm. like they have couches well, they have in there. Clean. Yes, I don't know why there's a couch. I've always wondered that. To Probably sit down, to... take your, take a load off. 
I guess so. It is pretty stressful. We're 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 just like it's get up and a go. Human yeah, man, we should get a couch in our bathroom. They're probably that being they would said, find a way. There's always pee on the floor in men's bathrooms. They would find a way to pee on that. What's well, also this? Just for some reason, and this is like a se- very sexist thing, but can you imagine a dude just sitting on a couch in a bathroom <laughs> watching yeah. other guys pee? Yeah, I guess so. That Even sense. though it's strange in a woman's one, can you just imagine the one guy just like chilling on the couch reading a book, taking a nap? Yeah, or reading a magazine. Yeah, I get that. Or oh, taking. Man. Or, or like talking to people even worse, like mm. trying to engage with everyone as they pee. Like there's, I a, guess um, it's also because there are doors to the stalls in women's rooms. So I mean, could you imagine the guy sitting watching you at a urinal? It would be weird. Even you weirder, have, you have the privacy of that door. Even weirder, but that, if you just have to go in and, and you know and 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 take a leak when and you have some guy looking at it. I was in high school. I played football for like two years. David Blue, who was on a couple episodes ago, was from a town called Quorum in Long Island, I think. Don't know it. It's way, way out in Suffolk. Past? Dude, past like everything. Like okay. fucking in the middle of the woods. Um, So I like... I had to go to the bathroom before the high school, before the football game and they were like, you, you can use their locker rooms because all the teams are out in the field. Mm-hmm. So I went to the locker rooms and I had to like number two. Let's, let's be fair. Oh, Matt Cohen. There, there were no doors on the stalls at all. Oh. I've never seen that before in my life. And I guess it was so they, they to stop kids from like doing bad stuff mm-hmm. in there. Maybe they got kicked in. But can you imagine taking a shit and like looking at 30 people getting dressed to play a football game? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, man. I didn't. Did you try had, any of the Japanese style toilets while you're in Japan? Of course. Not I went to as many as I could. Not the awesome electric bidet toilets. There are other kinds of toilets. The traditional Japanese oh, style. Oh, those things. No. The holes in the ground. No, I don't think anybody does them. They're there, though. They were in the airport. It's right. the only place I saw them. Weirdly there enough. There are payphones here in. in the states there i guess it's just phones. for old old-fashioned people well i've got a joke if you ever see someone on a payphone now they're either screaming or crying i've seen some weird stuff at like it's never just like a normal like oh shit i gotta call my buddy oh no uh, better tell him i'm just gonna be a little bit oh late. no yeah I, for- I forgot to call jeremy and tell him i'm, uh, I'm 10 minutes late hey jeremy it's it's derek jeremy running and a little derek. late good yeah. names Solid names. Jeffrey with a G E O F F. Yeah, like the that's gir- a character from Please Like Me. Like the giraffe. That's a character from Please Like Me. Geoffrey. Jeffrey, because I saw him on the phone and I was like, I thought it was Jeffrey J E, and I saw it was G E, and I was like, oh, that's a weird way to spell it. Like, like that's how uh, the giraffe, Jeffrey the giraffe. Do you know mm-hmm. that character? You might be too young. No, I think it's just the that's toys. Just a generic name to give a the Toys no, R Us mascot. Oh, oh yes, yeah, Jeffrey Dollars. They yeah, used to give totally. away on figure on figured out. They used to give away Jeffrey Dollars. That was going to be my rap name for a while. Jeffrey Dollars. Jeffrey Dollars. I like it. But then I didn't become a rapper. You still keep the hope alive. Uh, well, I, I'm probably going to end up rapping on Leon's. You, me, and on Leon's. Oh, I wish Leon just released a great mixtape. Leon Lies. is Leon. Uh, what's Leon's last? Leon Thomas the third from uh, Victorious is a rapper now. And he, he's I mean, great. he's he's kind of soulful. He's like a mix between Chris Brown, but not violent Chris Brown, just, just the sweet kind. Chris Brown and Frank Ocean. Okay, two what people I would... I've never heard a single of their songs. Really? I'm old man. Forever, forever, forever on the dance floor. That's Chris Brown. The kids are going nuts right now. I kids don't... are loving it. Um, um I don't know that say? show. We keep jumping around. We're talking about books, books for a second, but then we're talking about Leon. Oh no, the rap career. We got to do Spooky Trio. Brendan, Brendan Fraser, Fraser money. money. Yeah. And I made a logo for us. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I liked it. No, I just, I thought of a line. I was driving in my car 
And I thought of a line. So we we want to write like a Lonely Island rap Me, song. Me, Max, Landis, and Matt over here want to. Uh, we're the Spooky Trio, and we want to write a rap song called Brendan Fraser Money about how we're rolling in the dough, just like Brendan Fraser. Just like Brendan Fraser. Is it Fraser or Fraser? And that might be part of the song. Something. And I I thought of a line where it's like he's so awesome he probably has about a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know he's got a million dollars. It's like like these aren't and these lines aren't locked in, but we're basically bragging about how awesome we are and how we're like rich, just like Brendan Fraser. Like, like, like yo, I got two different Netflix accounts, <laughs> just like Brendan Fraser. Got about a million dollars. I got about a million dollars. I was driving in my car just thinking, oh, I bet Brendan Fraser has a million dollars. I bet he's he was got in, about a Because you know what movie dollars. he's in now? The Nut Job. He is in The Nut Job. He's in The Nut Job. Um, and I was like, go- you know I was going to see it anyway, but now that Brendan Fraser's in it, I have to see it. How come? The, I think, and he did that other movie too where he was like. Furry Vengeance. Yes. Was it called the, Furry, Furry Vengeance? Vengeance. Where, all of the, uh, where all of the woodland critters come and make his life a living? Heck. This is a complete would, side. Brenda thing. Fraser probably says heck. This is a complete side thing. But what did you ever did, did you ever talk to Ariana Grande or Jeanette McCurdy about their voice roles in Snowy the White and Gorilla? Oh, you're right. I got to get on that. So, I so forgot. What, uh, some of Mad Friends from Nickelodeon. I was at Redbox one day and I saw a cover for an animated movie I'd never heard of. <laughs> and both, of, it was like starring uh, Ariana Grande, Jeanette McCurdy, and I called Matt, and I was like, did you know your friends were like in an animated movie? Yeah, I don't know if they, I like, I don't think they were in it. It is a French film, I looked at the trailer, that was remade in English, and I would see it for one reason and one reason alone. It's a live action movie with CGI, CGI baby gorilla. gorillas. It's, it looks so cheesy and bad. Did you watch the trailer? It. I did watch the trailer. It looks cool, it. right? Cool, cool, and like, cool um, is, like I would it, watch it just because it's bad. It's like Cool Dog. No, it's like um, Flying Ryan. No, what's the mouse one? The Great Mouse Detective. I have that on DVD. Great Mouse Detective. Isn't that his name? No, no, the one with mouse Michael Hunt? J. Fox. Eh. The boy's got the little red shirt, and he rides around in a car, and he lives in the human's house, and there's pet, but he could talk. What? Oh, Stuart Little. Yes, Stuart Little. Stuart Little was slightly better because it had Jonathan Lipnicki in it and Hugh Laurie. It actually had a cast. That's yeah. the whole thing. That's what I was trying to say. No, it's it's funny. Sometimes you get accredited to things on your IMDb or on Wikipedia. I've there's something Team Umizumi, which I think is like cartoon, hamps, like battle hamsters. It's a cartoon, right? It's been on my Wikipedia page for two years, saying that I was on an episode of it. I've never done that. Are you, not, ba- are you not a battle hamster? I'm not a battle hamster. Um, what else do you got on there? I don't know. We should check. You can change in your Wikipedia, or your, you can change I think either. It was Wikipedia. I, I don't want to. You, you could add new stuff that doesn't exist. I I kind of like having a padded IMDb. I was looking at the IMDb for Wolf of Wall Street, which I still haven't seen, to find out who that blonde lady was to mm. see if she was attractive. She looks like uh, like a more attractive. What is it, Jamie Presley? Yeah, Jamie yeah, Presley. She looks like Jamie Presley. Um. And more attractive, but less of a personality. I did full cast, and it was like 560 people. Yeah, that was a big movie. And it's not that. Three hours. Every ago. single person who is an extra in that movie put their name on IMDb. Uh, so there are 300 well, yeah, people they all who- say, I was in a Scorsese There film. are 300 people who say like, stockbroker, uncredited, waitress, uncredited, party goer, uncredited. Yeah. And I had this fun thing where I was going through them and I was clicking on random ones and like finding out about their lives. Yeah. Like, who Some is this girl? Who this. is this girl who's played a stripper in five movies in a row? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't particularly look like a stripper. 
it's just, just interesting. They, and looking at people's she's headshots. She's just comfortable taking her clothes off, so they make they put her in that role. I guess so, yeah. Well, you've been vying for that for a while. Taking my clothes off? I was yeah, just yeah. thinking about that the other day. Well, didn't you take your clothes off in uh, Virginity Head? Kind of. I was in boxers in Virginity Head. And I think you see my butt in one scene, maybe? I think there was a deleted scene where you see my butt. Mac Owens is silent. Would you ever... You haven't uh, seen Virginity Head. Sure I have. No, no you I, haven't? I haven't. I know you haven't. Do you still um, have my DVD of it? You never gave me a DVD. Oh, somebody else has You told it. me to pirate it. Because Some- you, said, <laughs> you said everyone should pirate stuff. I, I, if you guys honestly want to watch Virginity Head, I have no problem with is you it. Isn't it on it. Crackle still? I don't know. It's on, it was on IFC for a while, which was kind of cool. It, it didn't like, do. Great. People liked the movie a lot. I'm surprised. No, no not like that. <laughs> I like the movie. It's just it had such a violent reaction. I was so... To what? The poster campaign? The trailer first. I remember they sent us out. They told First off, they told us that the movie was going to be called The Virginity Hit. It was originally called Stewie. Then no characters named Stewie in the movie anymore. So, I, you know, we were, they even asked us, like, can you guys come up with some good titles for it? And I loved this one title. I came up with it because I have long, luscious, curly hair. And Zach is kind of short. So I said... Short we should, and curly? Short and curly. And they said no... One of, one other one's Raw Dogs, which I think is now a movie. Raw Dogs? Raw Dog, yeah. Um, my like manager, instead of Paul, Straw Dogs? Raw Dog. He wouldn't stop saying Raw Dog, Raw Dog in that voice. It's a comedy station on Sirius. Raw Dogs? I have no idea. Yeah. This is before that then. And they ended no, up with not. a virginity hit, which I uh, don't think is a very good title for a movie. It doesn't exactly whet your appetite. Wolf of Wall Street, just to bring up that example. A wolf? Ooh, that's scary. Oh, he's on, it's, it's he's dangerous. Loo- he's loose on Wall I Street. Get, he's loose. He's With gonna, all that money. When, what's he going to bite and what's going to happen? Yeah. So uh, they said virginity hit. Whatever. I was still so I was so excited. I had that. I was working on Victoria. 12 like, years of virgin. Great. 12 years of virgin. 12 years of slave you're talking about? No, I'm saying they should have called virginity hit 12 years of virgin. Oh. And you should have lost your virginity when the you were 12. The virgin of Wall Street. Uh, I like that one. Virgin anything anything with Wall Street. Twelve years of Wall Street. Phil a virgin. Um, that kind of works. What Phil is a it? Virgin. Phil a virgin. Anyway, so we go. <laughs> we went to Comic Con, and they were going to. They're like, "This is how we're going to do it. We're not going to talk about the movie at all until the Comic Con panel for the other guys, and then Will Ferrell is going to premiere the trailer for it." At, with with Adam McKay and at Mark the Wahlberg Hall H other guys panel, yes, wow. So we're at, you know they got us good seats. We're you know like it was me and the three other guys. And we're like yeah, this is gonna be great. And you know Will Ferrell does you know Mark Wahlberg do the panel and they're funny. They're going back and forth. Everyone's loving it. And then as if it wasn't you an love after- Will Ferrell. You know I love Will Ferrell. And then as if it was an afterthought, you know they wrap up the panel like oh that's it. And then you know I th- I'm pretty sure even Adam McKay like whispers in Will's ear like there's another thing. I was like oh yeah. We uh, produced a movie, and uh, here, you know, it's going to be really funny, really funny, guys. Here's the trailer. That was the intro. What a like talk that. up. I know. And the trailer, they start playing the trailer, and it's the worst trailer that you've ever seen in your entire life. Had you seen the trailer before Not at the all. panel? And, the, you know, there were jokes in it. Nobody was laughing. The trailer ended dead silence. My heart sank. And we were supposed to go to a party after that. You know, my first time at Comic-Con, I'm not, you know, I was maybe 18 years old. I couldn't even get into any of the parties, you know, uh, just because I was underage. And, I, you know, I'm here at this party and people are like, what, you know, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm in that movie. What movie? I'm like, the virginity hit. It was in small font under the other guys for 
the party. So it was really weird. Oh, at very the virginity hit party. Yeah, the part they they lumped us together with the other guys, and it was it was just sad. Like nobody cared about the movie, and then you know the critics started rolling in. They started seeing it. And they definitely preached to the wrong, you know, we, we definitely got the wrong critics to come in and see it. It was all like old people and uh, they were all, you know, the exact same thing. Like, if this is how America really is, then I don't want to live in America anymore. It was all old people like, I can't believe you, if this is what the youth of America want to see, then I hate the youth of America. It was just so vicious. I think we're... If this is where the monarchy is headed, count me out. <laughs> the we got, I think we got like 37%, which is still, I was just on... Um, Rotten Tomatoes. Looking at the rating for Virginia. No, 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 no. I was just on it for something else, and I saw. You know, I think it was the Getaway or something. It had like a five percent. I'm like, oh well, you know, at least. What's the Getaway? That one with uh, Ethan Hawke and Selena Gomez. Oh, okay. It was just. It was just something on the side. Where he hijacks the car. Yeah, 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 it was just on the side. I think Lone Ranger also got very low ratings, so that made me feel kind of better. It's like, oh, you know. People just don't like movies. But now, you know, Jensen Karp, who I've been on his podcast, he loves it. Jensen Karp is a fan. Brian Lynch. Brian Lynch is a fan. He's yes. a big fan. And I'm um, sure anybody who sees it yeah. would be a fan. We had uh, the worst box office opening of 2010. What was the opening? Oh, man. Did you make a million? No, we didn't even hit a million. Did the movie in general hit a million? I don't think so. It might now. With maybe, DVD I mean, and maybe, stuff. I don't think anybody buys DVDs anymore, but I mean, d- does it count it? I don't know how it all works. Does Crackle have to pay to have it? No, up on that set? doesn't count towards does, at all. Uh, does IFC have to pay to I put think it on television? Pre- I think those are pre-buys. Well, then I don't think we got like I think it's part of the original movie. budget. <laughs> I would like. To, I'm glad that IFC put it on though, because I, I I like for the most part their programming and especially the, the you know the new shows that they're doing. Portlandia has got some really good stuff amazing. on it. Yeah, so it's cool that they picked it up, and I'm very happy about that. Um. What uh? What else have you been up to, man? You've been books. learning Japanese. Yeah. Oh, I'll, we'll get back to books. Yeah. It, I read books. It doesn't books. matter. It doesn't I matter. like books. You like books. Fiction I, books. Once the show ended, this last year it was Virginity. a lot. Uh, excuse me, Victorious. V- victorious. Um, I needed to figure out something that... I don't want to say just like set me apart from all the other actors. I was about to say defined you as a human being. Defined me as a human being. No, just something that was outside of the industry that I could put a bunch of time into. It was a long-term goal, so it wasn't just like something that I would finish and you know move on from. Oh, and something I, that I could really... No, go ahead. No, I talked to a lot of actors on here too, and the the in-between periods, the waiting thing, the auditioning thing, it's, it seems pretty fucking tough. Right. And, bo- and boring. It's just there's not much to do. And I know people who just do that. You know, they go to auditions, go home, go to auditions, go home. I needed something more. But I was so out of practice with having routines that wasn't working on a television show. I took it very slow. You know, I, I kind of I knocked off some uh, some long-term goals that I had had. You know, uh, I'd wanted to read, just to bring back up books, I'd wanted to read Ulysses for a long time and Brothers Karamazov. So I finished those last year, which it may sound like, you know, oh, you just read two books. They're huge books, and they were weighing on me, and I felt like a weight got lifted off my chest after finishing those two For, for books. some reason, the, um, when and I... And understanding them, which was great. When took, I, took, like, two months to read Ulysses. We're similar in that sense. When I debated on going to college, I remember, I had to go to summer school senior year for cutting classes. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to graduation. Like, I didn't graduate on time. I had to go to summer school for a month, and then, they, okay. and then they let me graduate. I don't give a fuck. But while I was at summer school, uh, what I did, I had the very smart idea of, like... Oh well, they're get- 
it's like social studies. They gave me the textbook and the homework beforehand. So I was like, oh, I'll just spend a weekend. It wasn't even a weekend. And do all of the work for all of summer school before it even starts. So once I go there, that's smart. All I can, all I can just fucking smoke pot and read books and just chill all day and listen sure. to Howard Stern. So that's what I did, and uh, and I got I really got along well with the guy who was like the summer school teacher, and I asked for a recommendation for college, and he wrote one, and he was like, in the month and a half, I knew Matt. No, not even in the month I was Matt's teacher. What was it? What did it, what was the other book? Fuck. It was like he read both Brothers Karamazov and something else. And like I've never met a a a sixteen year old like who could you know what I mean absorb yeah, that absolutely. sort of thing. I I loved both of those books, and I wish that I I mean I always wish that I'd done stuff when I was younger. Uh, that's sort of what growing up is. You're like, oh, I could have done that. That would have been great. But I realized that if I didn't start with you know some of these goals, you know, I, pr- I maybe I never would, or maybe I never would have this time again. So I've I've been taking Japanese classes for ten months. Well, how They're did going you f- really well? Let me ask you an odd question. I speak like a ten like a ten month old Japanese child. How d- I know how I and then I've, I think I've talked about it on the show too. How I become fascinated with Japan over the mm-hmm. years and more so in the last couple years. How did you get into it? Because we're both fucking kids from Long Island, yeah, which is so far removed from Japan. You know what I mean? Like, I I always wanted to learn a foreign language. Japanese, I always liked. When Did I was you a kid, not want, learn one in school? I learned. I took French for nine years. They never. It was just like learning vocab and you stuff. You didn't retain any. Of never it? retained any of it. Um, although now, when I don't know something in Japanese, somehow the word will pop into my head in French. <laughs> Some weird trick of the human mind. <laughs> I'm not awesome. kidding. Yeah, I'll, I'll often I'll say uh, moi aussi and it's like of where, you're s- where you're storing foreign words. Right. You only have a certain bank for it. It's yeah. weird, but it, you know I. Learning Japanese has really helped. I, mean, I think if I'm ever going to learn another language, it'll be much easier now. But especially I, compared to Japanese, because I knew. Jap- I knew oh, yeah, I just wanted something that was so hard and so long term. I know Spanish to dedicate from school, to. and I've like dabbled in French a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's like if you know Spanish, French is incredibly fucking and vice versa. easy. And then trying Japanese and being like, well, it's. I feel like I've been trying to learn. I've been slowly teaching myself Japanese for like two years now, sure. and I'm about. Point zero 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 one percent of the way towards learning anything. The main thing, if you want to learn a foreign language, it's different for all people. But what's helped me is f- dedicating yourself and doing it every day. Like With French, job. I like never job, yeah. French, I never put the effort towards. But yeah, I I found there's also a great program called Anki. I have which I is just Anki. a flashcard yeah. program. Which I have Rosetta Stone. I have Genki. I have mm-hmm. Anki. I have fucking Anki's great because you can make your own flashcards, but you can also download flashcards off of the internet. So yeah, oh yeah, no, uh, uh, they they have one deck that's both books of Genki just put in together. Because I have been adding Genki's, Genki's a great Japanese I have textbook. Been, I have been um min, um uh. Manually adding all, that's of, good all of the Genki vocab. That's in. good as well. I mean, that might actually be better for you. So you remember you. it better. Yeah. Uh, well, so I just I always liked Japanese culture since I was a kid. I loved sushi. Um, I loved playing video games, and I kind of forgot about it. And life moved on. Me too. I stopped playing video games, and I it was December of 2011, and our friend Brian Morrison sent me a link. I was sitting. I remember exactly where I was. I was in my dressing room on Victorious. And he sent me this link like, hey, this is where I'm going tonight. Can you believe it? And he Did sent Anamanaguchi? me. Did No, it was Kiari Pomi Pomi, Pon Pon Pon. 
And I, I, all of those feelings of being young. Oh, I'm no. Okay. You don't even like Japan. You just have a crush on a girl. Yeah, kind of. I just realized all of your Japanese fascination, dude. No, I love the culture as well. I always have. But she, she, she lit a fire that you in know, your penis? had long since. No, in my heart that had long since gone out. And I was just amazed because. And I've shown it to my whole family. My dad, upon first seeing it, was like, oh, well, you finally found a girl who gets your sense of humor. <laughs> and, I mean, I... This if is, you guys it don't sounds know, super creepy If you guys weird. don't know Kiari Pamu Pamu, she is like... Japanese pop singer. Japanese Lady Gaga? Kind of. Just just in the fact that she, she wears costumes. And wears costumes and does and crazy it was, stuff. It was just so interesting to me, and I realized that there was, you know, this whole culture that was going on and moving and... It was different from when I was a kid, and it was more accessible now that I was older, and I, you know, I had sort of control of my life, and I could learn this stuff. And especially with the internet, it didn't seem so foreign anymore. So I, I learned how to do the alphabet, but it wasn't enough. You know, I really didn't have any structure. And uh, the show was over for a little bit. I sort of had uh, cabin fever. I hadn't been out of the country in a while. And I was just like, I'm just going to go. I just have to go. I knew a friend who was going to be there. I'm like, okay, so if I ever disappear, then they can find me. And I went, and it was really great. And it you know, reinvigorated me wanting to learn the language. So I started taking class out here at this place called Fuji School uh, in Little Tokyo. And it's great. Teacher's really nice and helpful and fantastic. Her name's Ayumi. Ayumi-sensei. Do you want to tell the story? Okay, okay. No. All right, never mind. She might be listening. I don't know. Do you but, think she listens to many American which, podcasts? Which story? The most recent one. Oh, it was funny. It's funny. It's cute. It it's was nothing cute. bad. No, um, Ayumi Sensei and I are friends now, and we have each other's cell phone number, and she... <laughs> Matt Cohen's laughing on the floor. He has his eyes covered. It's not... <laughs> He's, you're, are you crying? No, it's she, she texted me, Samishi, dot, dot, dot. Which means lonely. <laughs> what time? I was like, what time of the day? It was. It was kind of late. <laughs> it was too late to be sending your student back. And I was like, I'm like, eh. And she, goes, she, said, she said, so sorry for the wrong person. Oh my god, she said sorry for the wrong person. So for the the next day, I brought her donuts to make her feel better. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if like you were like, oh my god, I bet my teacher's so lonely and depressed, and she was just trying to booty call someone? I don't know. It, I don't think she was trying to booty call me. It was just kind of came out of nowhere. No, I think she was trying to booty call someone else and accidentally texted. You. I believe that. Yes, that that probably happened. Accidentally texted Matosan. Um, she was trying to booty call Maxosan or something. Maxo. Oh yeah, that's probably what it was. Ma- yeah, man, she probably knows a million Maxos. Mm-hmm. Come on. Um, mm-hmm. That's funny. What did you think of Japan? Because I've talked about it extensively on this it. show. I liked it a lot. Uh, I I would love to go when it's not February and it's freezing. But uh, I'm planning on on. I would like to more... go when it's not raining the whole time. Let's find the time where it's not fucked up. I wonder. Probably during the summer. Yeah, but then it's hot. That's the only issue. Oh yeah. I thought about it. Like maybe then autumn. A month before I went. So uh, September is actually probably the best time to go. Because it started raining yeah. like the week I, would go I got for, there. I would go for the cherry blossom viewing. That's in March, I think. Oh. Damn it. That's like March through... Uh, March is probably all right. February, March, April. Yeah. Although, you know, I now that I'm older, I used, I got allergy shots for a long time. I used to have horrible allergies. So whenever I hear March, I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Well, also... I'm I afraid always... that like something new is going to awaken and you know check my sinuses cherry blossoms are a big thing in japan they call them sakura and there's like a whole season where like people like drive to parks to like look at the trees 
Hanami is Hanami is cherry is blossom viewing. Viewing, but Sakura is Sakura. the name of the tree. Right. Um, and I always go. <laughs> I'm, for people not listening, I do that. When, once yes. my brain like switches over, I just start saying hi. I'll say something in Japanese. It's it, it's, it's, it's very it's very funny. Person. It's very all of his friends love it. All my friends love. I, the other thing, and Matt Cohen now does it. As I go, eh, honto, honto means really. <laughs> I'll just say that. Just so you guys know, I like it. In case you see Matt, to know Bennett Matt in real Bennett. life, yeah. <clears throat> the more you know Matt Bennett, I'm dying. Um, no, you're not. Well, I mean, we all are, but. Uh, it was interesting, dude. I would, I before I go back to Japan, I'd really like to go somewhere else, though. And I always, I always, I'm, I'm obsessed Where have you with been? Japan now. I've been to Western Europe when I was a little kid. Cool. Not a little kid, like 16. So like, uh, not the United Kingdom, just like, no, England, Paris, Italy, was... Amsterdam, Belgium, Switzerland. Okay. So like that, the closest, easiest countries. Those are great. And I've been to Canada. And I've been to the British Virgin Islands, and that's it. And then fucking Japan. So like, and I also I hadn't been anywhere since I was sixteen. So like, this was the first time I left the country in like fifteen years mm-hmm. or more. So it was super fun, and I have the yeah, travel bug great. now. Um, I kind of want to go to Norway next. Norway? Why? What's in Norway for? I don't know. Me? Europe? Death metal? It's super different. No, I like like the culture. I didn't. I didn't know they had a unique culture. They do. They're fishing, like the Norwegian shit, like all, like oh, like Norse. Like yes, the, like I like the Norse. Stuff. Yes, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, into. That's, that's and cool. the architecture all kind of looks like that, and it's all kind of mm-hmm. like storybooky, Disney-ish. Like Belgium I, is Belgium's Bruges is one of my favorite cities in the world. Yeah, I sort of I have this, uh, I have this like little map for what I kind of want my life to be, and it's it's just it's two words basically, you know, um, or two sentences. Uh, move to Japan by 24. I want to get there relatively soon. Even if it's just like for the summer, or, you know, do it part-time. And then uh, uh, move to France by 39. Wait a I mean, France is a long, far-off goal. But that's when uh, Henry Miller moved out there. Okay, so that's so a good I idea. Tropic, a good I want to have my Tropic man. of Cancer adventure. Um, I would... Granted, I, he did leave behind a wife and a child. But, you know, if don't, I, I, don't, I don't fault him. If it. I didn't have my dog no, and my, I, I mean, I, my career I was in a different place, I would totally do like a, uh, I have a friend, we have a friend Ruby who I, was, I met in Japan who was about to do three months over there. Yeah. And like that seems doable to me. A few months in Tokyo to like, you know what I mean? Really yeah, inundate yourself. Yeah, I would start it off with a few months. I actually, I was thinking about the easiest way to go over there and I think that if I wrote like a movie or something about being in Japan or a yeah. miniseries I, I, about I, I, a I think of that all the Japan, time I thought of that today literally I was like how be, can I write myself into a Tokyo I vacation I know that I could get it into the right hands yeah yeah so maybe that I've been thinking about it what What do you miss most about Japan yeah oh good question. and I've only been back for like two months so you you went a while ago it's all of the little it's the little things add up and make a wonderful big picture it's going into a Lawson's and you know, or, or that's their version of Seven Eleven, Family Mart, or Family Mart, and or Seven Eleven, <laughs> and being able to get a snack for super cheap, you know, like a, like a hot food. green yeah, tea, yeah. hot green, t- you know, they they have cool, you know, refrigerators, and they also have hot refrigerators. It makes you know whatever you put in there hot. So they have hot green tea always and delicious onigiri. It's uh, walking around in a big city and always having, you know, a new place to turn. I just like discovering places. When I first moved out to Los Angeles, that's one of the big things that I did. The thing I miss the most about Japan is boss coffee in the vending machines. Mm, Literally. Just the canned shitty coffee that you can get in America, too. Like, I've been obsessed with trying to get it online. Yeah. But it's too expensive to ship because it would be too heavy. I'm back on the coffee, thanks to you. Me, too. Oh, yeah, it's great. I love... I'm so... I'm a big coffee drinker now. So psyched about it. So, Matt... Do you yeah, I haven't told the story. story. Go for it. Oh yeah, I'll tell it. I so, tell um, 
I can tell I'll, it from I'll, my perspective. I'll tell it from mine, and then we'll we'll cross them both. We'll tell it at the exact same time. Yeah, uh, Matt Cohen so said it's like when Monty Python does interviews now. Really? You know, they, That's how they do. They it now? always instantly talk over they talk. They, all five of them talk at the same time. The fr- they all answer the first question at the same time for like a minute and a half. Do you want to give it a go? Nah, it's, it's kind of annoying. Um, I on Black Friday, I was with Matt Bennett and Sean, and they were both like, "Hey, we want to go buy coffee machines." Because there's a sale at Target. And you wanted to get Keurig. I didn't you want wanted, anything necessarily, but you were going to the Target and there was a sale. And I was like, oh, my mom just got that Keurig thing for her birthday. It looks cool. Mm. Now, what did you say? We both got very, very different. You and Sean like, 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 almost hit Offensively, me. just like, you can't get a Keurig. It's a fucking waste. They ta- First off, I'll, I'll stand by it. They taste terrible. They're a waste uh, because those little plastic pods can't be recycled, so they just sit in a landfill. And I'm not even about that kind of thing, but that really pisses me off. Especially because if if it was a good tasting thing, I'd be like, oh yeah, sure, I don't care about wasting, you know, putting plastic in a landfill. But the fact that it <laughs> tastes so crappy, I'm like, don't do it, Matt Cullen. So uh, they were like, don't do the Keurig. Look, there's a little Mister Coffee regular one cup coffee urn it was for a, like twenty dollars. The one that you chose made five cu- makes five is it five cups okay a little little tiny urn a tiny little machine and i was like okay i could probably figure this out i bought some coffee filters and i bought a couple bags of coffee now i am not a coffee drinker but uh in my recent quest to be productive and write and not nap all day i've been drinking coffee right wanted to and intended on doing it so i bought this coffee machine matt bennett did not buy one i wasn't planning on buying oh, a coffee sean machine. bought one sean That's bought right. one as okay well. i did, i i this whole last year, I was off of caffeine, didn't have, you know, maybe, I had maybe four or five cups of coffee the entire year. So I buy this little Mr. Coffee machine, and I've never had a coffee machine before. And I worked at Starbucks, mind you, but I was still like, That's I right. don't know how to use this. So I put the fucking coffee in the paper, and I read, like, there's different levels of water, and I put the water in, and I think I have it all right, and I make a, a pot of coffee, and I pour myself a cup. And next to, I have a little tea uh, tray where I keep all my teas and I have a, a bowl of sugar so I was like oh I took a little handful of sugar put it in the coffee put some milk in here we go I sip the coffee and it was like fucking tasting poison not like bad coffee just like really yeah. like poison like there's something wrong. wrong about this coffee so I was like oh fuck I'm an idiot I don't know how to get the levels right and then I called you and you were like did you wash the machine first and I said no or I called Sean or someone uh, yeah that sounds like a Sean thing. And that no sounds like a Sean thing. So I was like, okay, I fucked up. The machine was dirty. That's why it tasted gross. They're probably like chemicals. Mm -hmm. I washed the machine like three times, new cup of coffee, same exact thing, sugar, milk, go to drink it, fucking poison. I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. I tried. picturing you getting really frustrated over this. And this is over the course of seven days. Every day. And mind you, I'm drinking the cups of poison coffee because I want the caffeine. Yeah. So I'm just slamming them back and going, maybe I just don't like what coffee tastes like. Like, maybe this is what coffee tastes like and everyone's insane. Like, I don't like Red Bull. I think that's gross. So it's a similar thing. Um... And now I'm on like my fourth cup of gross coffee. I'm doing different levels of coffee grinds, different kind of water. I'm cleaning the machine. Every day, same thing, fucking poison. Finally, like, you know what? I don't know how to make coffee. I'm going to go buy that Keurig thing because you fucking, I did it at the, I did it at my car dealership once. Right. You put a thing in the thing, you press a button, it's good. You call me and said, like, I'm getting, I'm getting rid of this thing. Do you want it? And I said, sure. We basically traded. I gave you uh, two Google Bordello records. And a Keurig coffee tree. Yeah, and a tree. 
And uh, I gave him my old coffee machine and I go to make. So I'm like, all right, fair trade. I got a Keurig. I went to Target. I bought like all tons of different flavors. I was all excited. I go to make my first cup of Keurig. Pours the coffee. I put the sugar in. I put the milk in. Fucking poison. And I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. I don't understand what's happening. Now, nothing is this. Like, coffee's different. Water, the machine is different. The water's different. Yeah. And I was like, I am a fucking moron. I was like, I don't understand how to make coffee. And, and like, it's, it's over with. I'm done. I go to make one more cup of coffee just to give it a shot. I was like, maybe I'll try a different flavor of Keurig because this macadamia nut tastes just as poisonous as all that other <laughs> shit. I go to make the coffee. I was like, you know what? Maybe like I should try it black to like really taste the flavor. So I sip the coffee and I'm like, this tastes like coffee. It's completely fine and normal. Yeah. I was like, I don't get what's going wrong. And then I go to put the sugar in. And as I'm going to put the sugar in, I smell my fucking fingers and they smell like salt. And that's when I realized <laughs> I'd been putting salt in my coffee for like a week and a half. I love that story. Just like scoops of salt and uh, drinking it. Yeah. And drinking it, dude. Because I apparently had, I had put salt next you, to all yeah, that you shit. Were it was just a bowl why. of white powder. Like, I thought it that's was That's why sugar. you got to drink it black. Um, so then I figured it out. I bought rock sugar, Hawaiian rock sugar. So oh, I'll never fancy. mistake it now. It's rainbow colored. And, uh, and now I drink coffee every day. I, I've slowly been weaning myself off of sugar. I just do the, I put milk? a little bit of milk. Yeah, just a little bit a of milk. splash? Just a splash, yeah. I like, I, do, I like oh, the Keurig, except sometimes I forget I make it. Does that make sense? No. Like, oh, 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 so you open it up and there's the pod still. Yes. Gener- basic problem of all of it. We used to, I'll tell you. I, I played World of Warcraft every single day for an entire year, and I would wake up and I would do what I call my champion What was your breakfast. gamer tag? Fogel Slayer. And then I changed it to Merceau, which is the main character from uh, The Stranger. Say that Albert again. The, I can't. I don't, I don't speak French. Merceau. Merceau. M-E-U-R-S-A-U-L-T. Merceau. 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 Um, and I was an undead mage. And I would wake <laughs> up every played. morning... Uh, it was it was a time it was the worst. That character I spent thirty days on. I'm not I'm like in well, oh, that's you mean one like game game time thirty days. No, thirty days. That's what I mean, like thirty times twenty four hours you yes. put into that character. That uh I guess yes, exactly. However many hours is thirty times twenty four. However many that is. Four. That's pretty six, much like hundred two hundred and sixty hours or something. That's just one character. I had maybe seven. <laughs> I would wake up every morning. We had a Keurig machine. I would wake up and uh once again, champion breakfast. Matt Bennett's champion breakfast that I drank, you know, that I drank. Uh, 16 to maybe 17. Were you on the show? I, this was between, there was a weird period where I booked Virginity Hit, uh, graduated high school early to film it. Film it? Hap- no, movie never, movie didn't happen for an entire year. So that entire year I was just talking to Zach Perlman on the phone and, and I, I. Where were you living? New York. My, you, your World of Warcraft year was in New York? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I, I, I got Were back you, into it you once. You just watched I think Attack like, of the Show and play World of Warcraft all yeah, day? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, played, I played Cataclysm for a little bit, but I was I don't want to get back into it. It wasn't fun anymore. Um, yeah, I would wake up, pour myself a glass so of So this is at your parents' house you're my having parents house, yes. breakfast. Okay, what is it? Red Bull. Okay. Start up my morning off with a Red Bull. Finish the Red Bull. I'm playing World of Warcraft. Go downstairs, make a cappuccino, <laughs> go back upstairs, maybe another Red Bull. 
uh, come back down, make a turkey sandwich, and that's all I ate <laughs> the entire day. It was bad. What time was and the then turkey maybe dinner? Sandwich? What time then was dinner? The t- so that was you noonish. Would be, you would play for like Noon, seven, one. eight hours every day straight. Oh, ba- more. I would. I never did much else. Would you watch TV to, I, during it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time while you were playing. Yeah. And just clicking, right? It was a very sad period of my life. Um, would you? You would never revisit it? No. No, I it was I was really bad at it as well. <laughs> I what basically happened was I got my character up to where everyone, 70 where everyone else was. Then they made it to 75 and then I think to 80. Uh maybe it was 75 when I started playing. I think 75 was Burning Crusade. And then uh I got you know, I I got to that level I wanted to get the good armor, but I was not a good raider, so I couldn't really play with the other players. So I would just make another character and just build him up. So I had maybe a couple that were at sixty, and then I had one that was. You know, oh, and you could mage. you could play with all of your characters in one go. No. Oh, I never played some, any of these. I think some people did. Okay. Just you know, they would rate. They would go to. Like you could do a party with all of your characters on auto. You'd have to have like multiple computers. Oh, okay. I saw that a couple of times. I'd be going into a dungeon, and there'd be like one guy with a whole chain. You could you could tell people to follow you or other players so i think he just had like a bunch of computers set up and he so would like level these characters yeah and then maybe sell it on ebay which happened <sighs> yeah i was that was that was the year where i and i started acting as well so i, I this would be cut up by me going into the city to audition because this movie wasn't happening then i booked victorious but otherwise it was just caffeine and world of warcraft and you know uh listening to music going on the computer and reading still but yeah i mean with no school what do you do during the day you escape and, and you're you 16. escape dude I was. So, I'm so glad. You know. Um, I know I people was, who. I know someone who got divorced over World of Warcraft because her husband was ooh. playing a game too much and like, like it broke up their marriage. Who no. Yeah, it's an Australian girl for real. I, I can't imagine myself as an adult wanting to do that. It just it it was such. It, it's something that only a you know like a 16 year old or 17 year old in my mind is a, is capable of doing not you know, not that a lot of listeners probably aren't i mean there're probably a lot of well listeners or no or no no i well mean players. I, it's it's fine it was fun and you know it was a good time in my life um i just i couldn't revisit it the same same way that i couldn't go back and play final fantasy 7 again i played it it's, 7 i played it like 8 or 9 times recently um yeah on the it's vita just, video I, i'm just i'm i'm I, i'm not playing video games anymore except you know i got mega man legends 2 that was, was the last Christ- video was a Christmas game you gift, and I was like, "No, I, I haven't plugged it in yet." But oh, okay. I'm so excited oh, two. about it. Two, two. Because I, I, I remember Mega when Man you Legends were obsessed one. with Mega Man Legends. Yeah. I, I, I replayed it, and then I wanted two, and it's it's going for like sixty bucks online. Is it really? So, yeah. Oh. So I was like, I'm not going to buy for that what for what system? Myself. PlayStation One. Mega Man Legends Two is an old game for PlayStation yeah. One. Oh wow! So I, I'm excited to eventually plug that back in. But playing Final Fantasy to me, I tried playing Eight again, and it's just it's, eight's th- not fun. I it's tried not, again in recently. In hindsight, it's not It fun. takes like it 15 hours till you could fucking do something, yeah, too. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I was playing Nine's it, my and favorite. It's, it's no wonder, because it's really built, in my mind, for kids who don't have anything to do Saturday mornings and can just, you know, play a video game the entire day, uh, It's which is delightful when you're a kid, but it's, it's, it's the equivalent, and I, you know, I say this to people, playing a Final Fantasy is like the equivalent of reading a Russian novel. 
because there are so many different characters coming in and out, takes up so much of your time. There's so many different strands to follow. I mean, manga's kind of the same way. Manga, oh, it, you know, comic book series are very. I much love the manga, same way. but it, like, and 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 you brought we bring up the Russian novels again, but yeah, like, there's nothing more difficult or dense than like a fucking yeah, like Brothers Karamazov. Like, was, I mean, it's just Brothers Karamazov. I didn't find as difficult as I thought it was going to be. Ulysses was difficult. That's not Russian. No, um, Ulysses was, was Crime and Punishment is weirdly accessible though. I find I'm so excited. I I'm if you never read it, it, nope. Oh, it's probably my favorite book of all time what what i'm doing that now like i've been doing it for a while is... have you read don quixote no i'll give I'm, you that i really that's want my single favorite book i can't of all take time. on any more books right now it's not that day it's easy i what i'm doing is I'm, I'm finishing the books that i have on my shelf that i've never finished before uh which i mean i, I keep adding to the collection what are you, what are you reading right finish? now let's go through that uh i have a book in my bag i was at a bookstore and there was like a little pocket it's, it's called modern art books on bauhaus the bauhaus movement um it was this German school they found. This guy Walter Gropius founded in uh, in Weimar Germany, and it's the it's Weimar really cool. Republic. Weimar Germany, and it's it's interesting. I haven't gotten super far into it because nothing has held my interest, you know, quite the same way since reading Ulysses. It really put my mind through some mental taxations. Well, I, my thing is I'm always juggling between so many books that if yeah. I'm bored by a book, I just give up on it. So That's like the thing. I was reading the Tokyo, which book I used to not do bit. at all. Like I would never give up on books when yeah. I was a kid, but now like I read like a hundred pages of Dr. Sleep and was like, you know what? I'm just not into this. There was another book. I, the last book that really gripped me over Christmas break, I read, I don't know why I never read it before. I should have read it when I was a kid. Uh, have you read, please kill me? No, it's the really great, uh, oral history of the CBGB's punk scene. That's and then cool. Some, yeah. Mo- it focuses mostly on CBGB's and what came a little bit before. It starts with Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground and it moves, you know, they some they go around, you know, to, you know, they follow the London scene a little bit with the Sex Pistols and uh, they follow the Detroit scene with MC5 and the Stooges. But why I didn't read this when I was a kid, I, I, I kind of think that in my head, I was too cool. Like, oh, yeah, I get this music. That was what I was listening to in, like, middle school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle school and high school, you know, I was all about Lou Reed. And I'm like, yeah, you know, who needs a book to tell you about what punk rock is? Man, the book is phenomenal. <laughs> the book is – I really should have read it earlier. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's so cool reading these little anecdotes. It's it's kind of like if they had TMZ back then. My- Everyone's just like, you know, Iggy Pop had, you know, a bunch of venereal diseases and, you know, was always drunk and falling – you know, falling down the I've, street. And I've, it's really cool. I find Louis my dated problem... transvestites, which you kind of knew, but I never knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I never knew that he dated a transvestite named Rachel for transsexual. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I find now that, like, at least in terms of entertainment time, mm-hmm. I have so much to do that I wind up feeling guilty about what. Like, for instance, I have a Netflix subscription and a Crunchyroll subscription. And I pirate shit, mm. and I've got a million books, and I've got a million mangas to read. So I just play, pissed the dog toy for some reason. Yeah. Oh, here and then the other again. thing that so it's it's always like oh, I always feel guilty about what I spend my time doing. Does that make any sense? Uh, no, I'm like, why am I watching this Japanese show when I could be reading this book or like do, doing this thing or 100%. especially working? But but recently I've been writing a lot. Mm-hmm. So like this morning, for instance, I wrote forty pages. When I woke up, yeah, that's great. Forty so, pages, which is a lot. So I feel justified in just chilling for the rest of the day. That's are they good? They're decent. The okay. first draft. I mean, I've been yeah. do- that's what I've been doing. I wrote his whole script last week. Yeah, 
in All right, five I'm days. I'm excited to give it a look. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote 40 pages of a uh, Pokemon movie today. <laughs> a live-action Pokemon movie. I hope they make it. Like a spec it. script. And not Good even luck. for someone to make, just as a writing example, and like just so I can practice I, writing I, more. Like, my dream fun? since I was a kid was to have a live action Pokemon. It's so fucking stuff. fun to write, yeah. dude. My movie's good. Yeah. Gary is an asshole. He always was. Yeah, but in this one, Ash isn't late to Oaks because he sleeps late. Mm-hmm. It's because Gary and his cronies like throw him in a locker and they're like real bullies. So I built up that emotional story earlier on. Yeah. That like Ash is bullied and you know, he's like he, oh, so he really, that's why he has to be the best. The only reason he wants to be the best is to show off to the bullies, and thereby, when he first gets Pikachu, <laughs> I, he's kind of mean to him, because yeah. he doesn't realize that it's about friendship, he just wants to show oh. up and be the best, and that's the story, that's the journey of the Pokemon movies, and Isn't Ash, that funny? And at that the was... end, he's got the chance to fight Gary in the, ch- in the championship, or fight Team Rocket and save, like, a bunch of Pokemon, and he chooses to save them. And then yeah. they let him fight Gary anyway, and he wins. Okay, that's good. yeah, yeah. That's so funny. I forgot that that was the main message of the beginning of the show. Yeah. Was that you have to be friends you with You have to treat Pokemon. your Pokemon right. What's the show about now? Oh, God, no. It was like fucking... Somebody just posted... There was a great... That, that video. Yeah, was that you? I posted that. Snivy. No, Sni- or... oh, no, no, no. Did you see the video I posted? It was the Pokerap with all of the current oh, yeah. Pokemon. I did see that. No, there was another video where um, it wasn't Snivy. It was whatever that second evolution of Snivy what? was of Snivy? Snivy from Black or White. Okay, I'm just gonna say Snivy. It's funny. Um, somebody, somebody uh goes, go Snivy, and then Snivy comes out. Puppy, no. Puppy wants to be called like Snivy. Snivy. He doesn't like Snivy. So then they go, go Snivy, he and then goes Snivy, and Snivy comes out and goes Snivy, and then they cut and he goes, who's that Pokemon? And it's obviously <laughs> Snivy. He comes back and he goes Snivy, and then it comes back to Snivy and Snivy goes Snivy, and Ash goes, that must be Snivy. <laughs> it was so funny. Is it a real clip from the show? Yeah, it's a real yes, clip from the course. show. It's so ridiculous. That was my favorite. That's what I imagine thing. the show is now. Just the, like who, that's that Pokemon. Oh who my is gosh, that Pokemon. That's the Pokemon. The Pokemon. Says its name. And then okay, go, who's that? <laughs> that, that, was that, always, that was always my favorite thing about Pokemon. Was like, all right, assholes, I'm gonna just take a wild guess that the Shadow Pokemon is the is one, the that got one introduced new Pokemon that got introduced in this fucking boy. Episode. You're telling me, boy, you're telling me. <laughs> like that show went to Dora the Explorer levels. Like that's my favorite thing about those shows: Blue's Clues, Dora the Explorer. Well, at least Ni Hao Kailin. There's that... some educational stuff about that. There's nothing educational about Well, it's Pokemon. educational, but the person asking the questions comes off as the most retarded human being on the planet. I always found it too patronizing. When Steve... Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> you know what that is? It's the Blue Mountain? Great. It's also when Steve is like, where's the spoon? And it's right fucking next to him, and it's like, mm. you are an adult man. Look to your left. The Steve Burns stuff... Really interesting. You'd actually like his his stuff. Do you know about that? I've I've heard about what he did after it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wrote an album called Songs for Dust Mites, and it's you know he loves Flaming Lips, so it's very it's, it's very like psychedelic. Yeah, I have it on my iPod. Oh, really? it, I just, you have Steve from Blue's Clues music on yeah. your iPod. Well, the first thing that he did was he shaved his head after he got off the show. You know, I I like. I've well, he also liked, died of a cocaine overdose like eight times. Eight times. I I'm very fascinated at you know being one a nickel the Nickelodeon ex Nickelodeon you know or just kid star actor I don't know I this is something I was I was battling with in the car am I a kid star or am I a teenage teen star teen, teen star I, teen idol let's you're go with that teen because I wasn't a idol. kid no you're a teen star well I I guess the only equivalent on this show that we I've had on is probably uh, my, uh no he wasn't a teen actor oh he's he's not a teenager <laughs> or, I mean I mean like he's not my age. 
No, he, I mean, he's your age now, but he didn't start acting until, until recently, so he oh, didn't have, kind of oh. share the same experience. Sorry, guys. Um, Sorry, Kiahu. Um, and uh, uh, Mike Morona from uh, Pete and Pete. Yeah, you're right. Uh, was on the show, and he went through probably the same exact sort of thing, except your show ran longer, I believe, than Pete and Pete. Uh, it was actually just about the same. We both ran three seasons. But, but a different climate, though. There was no, like, Twitter. Cli- there was no... Celebrity was yeah, different our, back then. Our show has lived on in that you can... You like since it's ended, it's still been on television. It's on either Netflix or on demand, so people are still watching it all the time. I was just I've been applying to you know just take some college classes, and I was on the phone with my um, my old guidance counselor, and she's like, "My kids watch you every day," and I'm like, "Our show is still on." <laughs> wow. Okay. Great. You're gonna be like 40 years old, and people are gonna be saying, "Oh that. yeah, still." Well, that was the, you know I I was. Not babies. This was a while back, but I was visiting my friend Andrew Gerland, who directed Virginity Hit, and he has these, you know, these young kids. And we were going through Netflix. Like, we want to watch Rugrats, and my head just did like Rugrats. You guys don't probably even know what the Rugrats are. And she goes, Tommy, Chucky, Phil, Lil, Susie, and I was like, Wow, I can't believe it. She even knows Susie. Yeah, I was like, It's because it's all on Netflix. Yeah. This stuff is still alive. Let's also the other thing that's amazing is uh, all of these kids love Doctor Who now. I'm not a Doctor Who fan, but I... I, The little kids like Doctor Who? I was speaking to a group of fifth graders, and I said, what TV shows do you watch? And the first thing out of their mouths was Doctor Who. That's awesome. Like, how? And they go, Netflix. That's awesome. It was was a big group. It was maybe like 40 kids. It's also strange as you you get older, the things that drop to the wayside that no one remembers. And like, dude, Mm. uh, let me think about this. Eighth grade, I would have been like... I, did, I just tweeted about Papa Roach. 13. Okay. Who remembers Papa 1996, Roach? 2004, almost 20 years. I've been playing Pokemon for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like the Pokemon games. Like, I'm writing a Pokemon script today, and even when... It couldn't I, be 20 years. It is. That would mean I was it two is. when it came out. I'll look it up right now when Pokemon Blue and Red came Ooh, out. it makes me feel weird. Um, Pokemon Blue. But the thing was, like, look... I was too old for Pokemon when Pokemon first came out when I was, like, fucking 15. Mm. And the fact that I'm now 30 and still, like, oh, I want to write a Pokemon movie is awesome to me. That that, that it still exists in the society, that it, it's still a completely relevant thing. It's it's. It came out in February 1996, my friend. 1996? Yes, sir. Wow, I was so we're 12. two years away. I was 12. I was five. I was 12 when Pokemon came out, so yeah. That kind of makes sense. Tamagotchi came out even before that. I you when you weren't even came born out. when Tamagotchis came out. When did Tamagotchis come out? I mean, it had to have been like right before that because I remember. I was everyone, born in ni- 1991. Everyone was like, "You thought you were born in 2001." <laughs> that, yeah, I love that joke. Um, Matt Cohen and I have have remained friends since the podcast. Yeah, we've become better podcast. friends if anything. Uh, and uh, one of my favorite things we were go- we were at Cinefamily. Which is a great Tamagotchi. movie theater out here, if you ever are visiting or in yeah. the area. And they were showing a documentary on VHS tapes, and I was being very loud in the popcorn line, just saying, I've never even seen a VHS tape. I was born in 2001. The first movie I ever saw was Fellowship of the Rings, and I was still in the womb, and just like stuff like that. And people and bought people, it. People bought it until they looked and like, oh no, that doesn't make <laughs> any logical sense. It's pretty great, man. The stuff you hear, uh, one more quick... This is just a random me ranting thing. I was trying to uh, trying to get some sun before by the pool at the apartment building where I live. And there was this dude next to me talking to his friend. And he used the word classic 15 times in a minute and a half. Classic. He said literally the following sentence. He was like, oh, you're never going to believe what happened. It's totally classic. Like, check it, check this out. Like it's, it just happened. Classic me. Instant classic. Classic me. Uh, 
I, I put a, I put a parking ticket under my mom's bed and was like happy birthday and she called me back and was like super mad. How classic is that? Ugh, classic. My parents, so classic. By the third classic, I wanted to throw him in the pool. Yeah. By the fifth classic, I'd already murdered him in my mind. Oh no, Matko. <laughs> yeah, I, you'll you never know where I. You'll never know Just where like I hypothetically Holmes. buried the fake body. I think Sherlock Holmes is probably my favorite sociopath. I like Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman. I like. I was uh, making a joke because our friend. I like Max Landis. No, I'm kidding. Our friend Max, uh, he was very vocal on Facebook about not liking Sherlock Holmes, especially the use of. He doesn't like the, the usage sociopath. of the term sociopath. It, I mean, he's not a sociopath. Sherlock Holmes is not a sociopath. I don't know why. No, they he's, use just kind of <laughs> he's, he's just kind of annoying. He's just kind of a kind dick. Of a, yeah, he's he's a uh, over intellectually, you know, charged douchebag. Yeah, he's kind of a douchebag on this show. Like they, I don't know what happened with this new season. And again, it's not it's not bad, but like it just came very. It was very cartoonish, kind of unlikable, and it's very goofy, thing, and very know, like wink at the camera, like hey, audience, we know you're there. Slump. Yeah, it's a third. You know, they have a franchise. They have this thing that people like, and you know, a, a, an audience now a built an audience critically acclaimed. Um, but they have to make it kind of broader, so they have to add in that you know different aspects. They had the the women this season, which is not you know I I liked that woman up until they revealed yeah the big reveal. I mean no spoilers, gonna, yeah, yeah no yeah, spoiler. Yeah. Um, although this is a podcast, you can just pause it or skip through it. <laughs> pause she's it. Like, she's like an assassin now. Watch all three seasons of Sherlock and then come back if you haven't seen it. Mary Watson is a, is an assassin, and it's this. I, I didn't understand the last two episodes. I didn't understand how he got to the conclusion that somebody was going to get murdered at that. I don't wedding. ever. Well, that's the other thing. Even going, I've read all of the sh- original Conan Doyle Sherlock stuff. Well, what, did, what did he have to say about it? <laughs> he what, what, did, what did Sir Arthur? Cor- he likes the show. Sir um, Arthur Conan but Doyle. Even episode. in the original books, the, people tried to make it. Apparently, when they were published, a big deal in reading them was trying to figure out the mystery. Before Sherlock did. Uh, and readers yeah. prided themselves in that. Yeah. Im-fucking-possible. In both the books and the television yeah. show. Like, it's always the most insane shit in the world when Sherlock all puts it together. Puts you go it, like, you're what? Like, How did he figure that I didn't even out? Need to, I didn't even I need to watch the beginning of this because none of that was in the show. When I was a kid, I had a Solve the Mystery book that I got off of the Scholastic Book Drive. I remember and those. It was it was basically a collection of mysteries from I want to say like the 1920s, just put with a new cover on it. So one of them, I remember the twist. You know, it, it was a story about you know a murder, and there was some guy and he was running around, and they're like, you know, this guy couldn't have done it. It was this guy because he was wearing a brown jacket, and nobody wears brown jackets after Wednesday. That's <laughs> it was like, something like that's that. It was. I remember yeah, it was like yeah, a yeah. brown jacket. Nobody wears brown jackets after X X time, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. This is so outdated. That's awesome. No, yeah, like yeah, somebody yeah. said, you know, I, I was wearing a, a, a blue blazer. This, uh, it was Sophie. Sophie said this to me. She's like, oh, Sophie you know, Carey, friend Sophie of Carey, ours. Gr- you know, good friend. She she's like, you're not supposed to mix blue. With black, but you pull it off really well, and I was, you know. Did you go? I didn't know I was supposed to make. Yeah, yeah. I thought black went with everything. Me too. Who knows? Oh, that's disconcerting. You're not supposed to wear white ever. 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 And you're supposed to celebrate Labor Day every day. Every single day. Every day is Labor Day. By going to your job or going to see Labor Day coming out in theaters. There's a Labor Day already come out. No, I think it's up next week. I'm making a very scrunched up face. Um, you look confused, Matt. Where can folks catch up with you online? First off, how long uh, is this podcast? An hour and a half. 
Oh wow, we did a good podcast. We're wrapping up now. Um, if Whenever the guest far... says, "How long was this podcast?" I go, "Okay, folks," and that was the podcast. It's okay. I, I, there's still so much of my life that hasn't been uh, turned. Well, over. We will continue. We'll do a continuation, man. Someday. Someday. Great. Um, Mel, uh, you, the uh, show... you can find me at, at Matt Bennett on Twitter. Um, you can find me at Meltdown certain nights of the week. It's we usually do the show's your show the second Thursday. Of every month. And you tweet about it, and it's on the Nerd it. Melt yeah. calendar. The best way to, if you want to follow what I'm doing, is uh, go on my Twitter. At Matt Bennett. At Matt Bennett. And I, I, that's mostly what I do. And you're on Instagram. On. At B-O-N-N-O-T-T. I got to work on that. Not many people know that's me. Um, but and it's a lot of fun. You've got some music in the works. Yeah, that's the other thing. I was going to mention this. The way that you've been writing, I, I've i taken on this new... Uh, hobby which is trying to get through ableton live which is uh recording like professional recording software so uh i have tons of questions if anybody knows how to use ableton right now what i, I i'm yeah, trying to learn how to, yeah hit me up on on twitter like hey if you made it this far into the podcast and want to offer thank your you help thank you for listening first off your prize is in the mail uh, it's your prize is helping me. Yeah, the, your the satisfaction prize is of helping, Matt, helping Bennett. Matt Bennett. Um, I most right now. I virginity can ask you, hit. No, uh, short and curly's Matt. Bennett. Short and curly's Matt Bennett. I I'm trying to figure out how to make the microphones work, and not not be uh not have too much latency. I might not, be able to help with that. That's one. what I pointed at you. Do you have a mixer? No. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll what talk do you about USB it. mics? I know. I use. I have a. Uh, it, it's called the US. Oh, that little box thing. Yeah, little box thing. Okay, yeah, we'll work and, on it. Yeah, but it's a USB microphone. So maybe if I got a different one, that would be better. We'll work on it. And then uh, I don't know how to make good drum beats. That's my that's my life. Fair that's enough. all that I need to so work if on. Anyone's got Everything drum else beats? I can do. Yeah, if anyone wants to help Matt out, because well, what I've, what I've been working on is this <laughs> this Robin Williams album, and it's been it's been weighing on me. I've had these songs for a while. It's just a, a concept album based around Robin Williams movies. Do you have a name for the album? It's called Terminal Cases. Okay. Which actually wasn't spoken in a Robin Williams movie. It's the last line of the book, The World According to Garp by John Irving, which just so happened Robin Williams started it, but it just so happens to be my father's favorite book of all time. So uh, I made this a big parallel of my parents just split up last year and my show getting canceled and me not knowing what I wanted to do. And all of these weird movies. Hollywood is glamorous. Yeah, and all of these movies uh, starring Robin Williams dealing with divorce or being distant from his family, which surprisingly is a lot of his yeah, movies. Most of them. Most of his movies are him either like as a fish out of water or as a guy who hasn't let go of trying his childhood. To win, or trying a guy trying to win back his family or win in back some his way. Family. Yeah. So I, I've, I've worked on it and I have the songs and I was sort of just waiting for somebody to do it for me, which never works. So now I'm just doing – no, it's, it's true. You know, I, I, I wanted – I needed a pr- music producer. And nobody was really interested, so I'm yeah. like, I'll just do it myself then. Well, that's awesome, so, though, dude. So you're productive, so people can look for that. Yeah, when, I just when you out drop how to use it, the software. When but you I'm, drop I'm, it, I've been working on it. When do I drop it? Who knows? I think when you drop it, people, when I drop people it, people can look out for it on my Twitter at Matt Bennett. Yeah, there you go. Do you and, ever refer to yourself as at Camel Toad in your head? No, I guess because my name is Matt Bennett. Yes. Sometimes you like somebody's like, hey, so what's your name? I said at Matt Bennett one time, and I was like, um, oh my god, bad. No, I don't. I was like, why? Why Matt? No, why but Matt's I brain? do like what uh, Kevin Smith did at Red State, where he credited himself with his Twitter handle. Yeah, in the official credits, it said directed by at that Kevin Smith. I love and those I thought new that shows cool. that are you know they start with a hashtag. Yeah, hashtag awkward. <laughs> Hasht- most MTV shows. Or they, they tell you what to hashtag. Yeah, yeah, they're hashtag like if you want to discuss, you can, you can be a ha- somebody who hashtagged it. Pretty much, man. So. 
Sorry, we took up so much of your life. Sorry, guys. That's that's really what this bad podcast is about. Apologizing. How do we check the numbers? How do we uh, check how many people listen to it? Oh, easily, man. And all the way through, because I checked on the last one and it said 134, and I don't know if that's how many people listen to it or just. Where did you check on SoundCloud? No, it was on Smodcast website. That was comments or likes or something. Eh? Oh, that's Hunto. nice. Then. Yeah, yeah. No, I I would hope on more than 134 I know, people. I looked at it. And I was like, Maybe Listen it was like to the, the last show. day, and I'm like, wow, good traffic. Um, if, if our numbers are down to that, uh, everybody tell a friend. Um, tell two. Thanks, guys. Watch, uh, watch. what is it, Nerdy Jobs you can check out? Yeah, watch check Nerdy Jobs Birdemic. on YouTube. Check, Birdemic 2. I had Whitney check on. Out, check out Teen, Wol- Teen Wolf. Yeah. Who else have you had on? Check out Kevin Smith, The Smodcast. Uh, That's about it. Keep on rocking in the free world. And keep on rocking in the free world. Next week, Neil Young. Um, isn't that who sang that? Yeah. All right. Is. I feel good. Good shit. Good I, I, shit. Have you have you seen? Oh, I'm just gonna keep talking. But have you seen all of those uh, Nardwar stuff? He always wraps it up with. He's he's like he interviews musicians. He's been doing it for a long time, but now he has new hipster cred because he interviews all of the new hip musicians. He always says, "Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do," and then he has then the other person has to finish it, so people will just say something random or do do. I don't get it. So I okay, really wish keep I on rocking in the free honest. world. Do 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 do, and then he freezes. It's so bad. It All right, guys. Sound, and, and I'm, not, that, I'm not that horrible, everyone. And on that, I'm note. only ha- I'm, I'm I don't like the word hipster. He's I'm cool, guys. He's kissed a girl before. Um, once, once. I'm Matt Cohen. Uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, it's been begged. It's been something, guys. I don't know the name of this show. It's your show. You can oh, take whatever you want. Oh, wait a minute. It, it's bagged and boarded. Just, throw in, just throw in lines from other things. It doesn't have to be from the show. This has been Murphy Brown, and it's been real. What? It's bagged and boarded. Bagged and boarded. Matt and Jesse watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies. Bag and boarded, it's a way in life. Tell your friends, tell your moms, tell your hoe, tell your wife. Coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces. Who's the two free kids you want to bone? In the secret podcast bunker all alone. On the internet, we be the top crooks. We got issues and we don't need funny books. Homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chilling. Me and JR, we got the top villains. Sit down, relax, and yo, and take a seat. Get ready for the top podcast, you all agree. Others spit loud, but I can spit fast. I'm Matt Cohen, I'm the Geek Master I got everything you could possibly want in it An hour of us in the Brento minute I'm a little laid back and he's megalomaniacal Could we just talking shit? Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking that Jimmy Moore You're listening from Alabama, all the way to Singapore We're just two weeks and that's the topic of discussion At each other's boats on the green on nothing Quick stop at night, we're storming like a typhoon It's not right, it's wrong, it's taking lots of bonkers We're reaching every show, everyone celebrates Cause we got comics, movies, and a little penetration I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded Cause I'm down to earth and matters out of order we're not quite right, our thoughts are distorted So now we present to you another bag and boarded Bagged and boarded, bagged and boarded Bagged and boarded, bagged and boarded Bagged and boarded, bagged and boarded Bagged and boarded, yeah This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio Sir, only at Smodcast.com